Good morning, church. This morning, I want to talk to you about faithfulness and obedience in stewardship. In my introduction to stewardship, I mentioned that God had a part to play, his responsibilities, and we, his stewards, had a part to play as well, our responsibilities. The key attributes needed in stewardship are faithfulness and obedience. What do I mean by faithfulness? Remember we talked about God's responsibilities being the owner of everything, the sustainer or controller of all things, and the provider of all that we need to carry out the plans that he has for us. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 states, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful, uh, the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Do you believe in the faithfulness of God to observe or commit to his responsibilities or his promises? Or to put it another way, do you trust God when he makes his promises? If you absolutely trust in God's faithfulness to us, then you are more than halfway there. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God had promised them that they could eat of anything in the garden except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God had said that everything was very good. It was pleasing to the eye and good for food, a paradise on earth. They were to want for nothing, and God's plan was that they could live a blessed life walking daily with him. We all know the story that Satan tempted Eve, but have you ever thought what allowed that to happen? You see, Eve didn't fully trust in the faithfulness and adequacy of God's provision for her life. She wanted more than God knew was good for her. Are we like that? God's provides, but is God's provision enough for us? Have we learnt to be content with God's provision? Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Our holy God cannot lie. God's faithfulness is a given. We simply have to trust in God and his promises. Now, what about our responsibilities and our faithfulness in handling God's provision? How does God expect us to behave when dealing with all the resources he places in our care? 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2 says, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust, a responsibility for something, must prove faithful. What does this mean? Well, people who are honest, reliable and trustworthy are called faithful. God has called us to faithfully manage all of his possessions. And this is best outlined in the story of the man in Matthew 25 verses 14 to 15, when the owner was going on a journey and he entrusted his property to his servants. To one he gave five talents and to another two talents and yet another one talent. When the man returned, he held each person responsible for the way they had faithfully managed his talents. The Lord will likewise reward our faithfulness. 
Whatever God gives to us, he expects us to use his gifts wisely, whether they be money or spiritual gifts. The Bible gives us examples of the type of gifts we will encounter in our daily lives and goes on to describe how we are to view them and to manage them. In Luke 16.10, the Bible says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful in much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. I'll repeat that. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful in much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. Notice how this verse changes from faithfulness to dishonesty. There is no such thing as an unfaithful person. They are either faithful or dishonest. It is amazing what we can learn about ourselves and others when we learn to be faithful with small things and also with what, with what some might think to be insignificant tasks. In the process, God is building both our character and skills. If we honour God in the way we handle these small things, then you can be assured he will give us greater responsibilities as he grows his wisdom and power in us. Another test of our faithfulness is shown in Luke 16 verse 12. If you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Are we faithful in the way we handle possessions that don't belong to us? If you borrow a tool from someone, do you look after it and hand it back in as good a condition as you received it? If you damage it, do you, do you repair it or offer to replace it? If you borrow a friend's nice car, do you drive it extra carefully or do you check out how fast it will go or how well it will corner? Just because the owner may drive recklessly is no reason for you to do the same. The way we handle possessions of others will determine how much God entrusts greater possessions and responsibilities to us. It also shows others our character and our witness for Christ. Now let's look at what God says about faithfulness in terms of money and possessions. Luke 16.11 states, If therefore you have not been faithful in the use of worldly wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? In this verse, Jesus gives a warning to the person who is not seeking his righteousness and his ways. He is saying that he is not going to entrust them with the true riches. We believe the true riches are spiritual, God-given gifts with no monetary value. The true riches in life grow out of a close relationship with the Lord. They are things like integrity, honesty, credibility, humility, wisdom, mercy and grace. Isn't it interesting how God joins together our faithfulness with the way we handle worldly wealth? If we handle money according to the principles of Scripture, we will enjoy a closer fellowship with Christ. The way we handle our finances is the barometer by which God can measure our level of trustworthiness and stewardship. Either we learn to master money or our money becomes our master.
even though it may be done quite unconsciously, the way we handle our finances moulds our character. The way we save it, spend it, or give to others shows God and others our true character. It necessarily follows that to be faithful stewards, we must be obedient and submit ourselves to God's teachings. And when we do this, we are trusting in the faithfulness of God and his word and in the process, drawing ourselves into a closer walk with our Lord and Saviour, where our heart and his heart are beating as one. Thank you.